Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast and we are going to cover five steps to getting your financial game together. And this is a perfect time to be doing this as we're wrapping up uh, 2021 and uh, Q4 so that you are going to knock it out of the park in 2022 for sure. So let me introduce our amazing guest. Angie Knoll is the founding owner and principal of Reconciled Solutions. For the past 15 years, Angie and her team have been helping high-achieving clients advance toward financial stability and order. Angie's mission is to guide small businesses with profitability acceleration, scalability, accounting, bookkeeping, organization, process improvement, cash planning, technology improvement, and budget support. Because all of this is the groundwork, the critical groundwork that supports the holistic health of her clients, but more importantly, helps business owners capture financial peace and organization. Angie particularly enjoys working with clients who are stuck with debt, stuck with emotional accountability to the numbers, stuck with big ideas and not enough time, and with those who are just struggling with personal and professional balance as it relates to money and structure. Angie epitomizes the caliber and quality of a profit-first professional bookkeeper, accountant, and coach versus traditional professionals in the space. Angie really helps you with the heart of a teacher to peel back the layers and ensure your groundwork and foundation are solid so you can scale your business profitably. Welcome to the podcast, Angie. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Danielle. Well, let's dive into... um, the first of the five steps of getting your financial game together. Why don't you kick it off? Wow, we'll go right into it then. So the first thing that I think folks need if they're going to get their financial game together is that they've got to own it. And what I mean by that is that people have all this, should I say, emotional baggage around money. I'm not a money person. I don't understand this stuff. 
you know, the excuses start coming out. And a lot of it has to do with going back to where we were as children and and the way we were raised and, and the money games that set our life in motion. So I think for a lot of people, just owning it is coming to terms with the emotional baggage that comes along with dealing with money and trying to have a healthy relationship with money. So if we let our minds be free from the fear, then we're going to be so much more powerful. And, um, you know, I use this story Used to be back in the day, I'd I'd go to clients in person and I'd work with them on setting up a budget for their personal lives. I don't get to do that so much anymore, Danielle, because everything I do now, I'm I'm usually on a a Zoom call or something. So I sit in one chair pretty much all day. (laughs) But, you know, back in the day when I used to go and meet somebody in person, I would meet at their home and I would ask them to bring out all the messy paperwork and we'd sit around the kitchen table and, you know, page through that and figure out um, the situation and where everything was at. So I had an appointment set up and I showed up at the appointed time and knocked on the door and the client answered. And she, uh, the first thing she said to me is, Angie, like, I cannot tell you how many times I have picked up the phone and had to like physically stop myself from calling you and canceling this appointment. I was just so nervous about being here because talking to you about my finances and so to speak, the skeletons in the closet for me is worse than standing at Weight Watchers naked on the scale and getting weighed in. Like that was how much fear was wrapped around that conversation with money. And so my point with that story is just that we have to own all the emotions that go along with addressing money and either the lack of it or the abundance of it in our lives before we can get to being practical and being one of the 17 percenters. And you know what? You're exactly right. Because the 17 percenters have decided that they're going to step out of their comfort zone and they are going to be transparent. They're going to be a little bit vulnerable. But what they're doing in that process is they're getting out of their fear they are getting out of the stories in their head. What a third grade math teacher, and I've heard people say, oh, my third grade math teacher said, you know, you're probably not going to be doing something with math in your life because you're not so hot at it. And how a third grade teacher can say that um, is just tragic because it, like you said, sets into motion people's ideas and, and their thoughts around money for the rest of their life. But, you know, you can change that. I mean, Understanding the financials and the numbers of your business is not calculus. It is not trigonometry. It is not hard. It is simple calculations. It's just dealing with numbers that have decimal points and percentages. So um, it is very, very simple. And the people who are in the 17% category, they have broken through that fear and they have decided to own it. And so, you know, don't get stuck in that 83% of business owners who are operating check to check with their head buried in the sand and just kind of going la 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 when it comes to their financials and face the fear and get out of it. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast. 
Money is 90% emotional and 10% logic. So if you know that the emotion is 90%, then that gives you the power to say, I'm not going to let that emotion take it away and focus towards logic and really, really just tune out that emotion, tune out what your third grade math teacher said to you, tune out that you know, you're not a numbers person because you can easily become a numbers person. We we want to increase. We, we don't want to be stuck at 17%. We would love to increase our, our ranks to the people that own their financials to 50% in the next two years. So, you know, let's let's break out of this. I don't know. Um, and I don't want to know about my numbers. Yeah, I just think there's this, you know, la 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 mentality. We want to ignore it, right? And then there's so much stress and it has so much power over us if we let uh, ourselves just ignore because then we're constantly in that situation of robbing from Peter to pay Paul and, and just all the things that go along with it. And we all have emotional baggage when it comes to money and the way we were brought up and the third grade teacher who's telling us that, you know, you're not really all that good at math, sweetie. Um, so we all have to realize that we're kind of in it together and, and just get over it and, and address it. I always love that saying from Marianne Williamson, I believe it's, um, if we want our fortunes to change, we have to begin by telling a different story. And that's what I think that fear of owning it is all about. Like we just have to set our past story aside and start writing the new story of being a 17 percenter. And profit first, you know, puts you on that path to permanent profitability and gives you a process and a system. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a few episodes, you know that there are people here to support you. There are profit first professionals, there's resources, there's, I mean, you, you're not having to do this alone. So make that step and let's start owning it for sure. Okay, now uh, step number two. So step number two is one, um, to realize that money is a renewable resource. So there's a lot of things in this world that are not renewable, um, like time. And that's my big one because I'm a working mom. And so I watch my kids age and darn it if one of them didn't leave for college this year. And I swear to God, I thought she was still a toddler, but now she's out of the house and, um, you know, that time is gone. But what is not gone is money as a renewable resource. So I think the power in realizing that money is something that we can make again is that it helps us let go of that emotional baggage and owning our financials because we've all made dumb money choices. You know, we've all been there where we purchased something that really wasn't in our budget or we didn't uh, do the research that we needed to do and we overpaid and and all of those types of things that we all have happened to us. Um, The thing is, if we spend something irresponsibly and we want to recover from that and do it differently in the future, we've learned. We've learned from our mistakes. And with money, we have that opportunity to go out and do it again. I always think of people that had a lot of money 
and then lost it all and then reinvented themselves. So Shaquille O'Neal, uh, that basketball player, that huge guy, I mean, he's one that comes to mind. You know, he he was at the top of his game as a pro basketball player and he made tons of money. And you can look up his story of how he spent a million dollars in one day and he was so uh, overdrawn in his bank accounts and stuff. But, um, you know, this is a guy who had it all, was at the top of his game financially and lost it all and had to reinvent himself and could make it again. So there's power in realizing that money is a renewable resource. And it's something that even if we messed up in the past, it does not mean we're going to mess up in the future. We can change that story. You know, I think that's so important. Um, You know, a lot of times people, especially when they start thinking about budgets, they think of, and and Wendy shared this analogy with me, Wendy Hall, um, some of all numbers and another mastery level certified profit first professional with Angie and myself. But you know, money is not a, a pie. Like it, it doesn't get divided up and then it's gone. Like you said, it's a renewable resource. And, and I think that we kind of get stuck thinking, well, yeah, you know, your budget and what's in your operating expense account tells you how much you have to spend. But profit first is a percentage based system. So if you need to, you know, increase what is going into um, in terms of dollars into your operating expense account or profit account, the the, the trigger is, um, you know, to a certain degree in the revenue number and in the sales that you're making. And, um, you know, you can keep you keep that percentage the same of what you're allocating to operating expense. But when you when you increase your prices in what you sell and you have more margin, that means that you've got a higher income balance. And then that income balance translates into um, a higher uh, dollar amount in your operating expense account when you're keeping that percentage to operating expense the same. So you can do things. You're not stuck. Uh, money is is renewable. If you did it once, you can do it again and you can make it better this time and you can make more money because you're going to charge a better price with higher margin that's more appropriate to the value that you're giving your customers. Yeah, you know, when I look back at my 15 years in business, I can't tell you how many mistakes I wish I didn't have to go through personally, but there's been a lot, right? I've messed up and I've, you know, refigured out, reconfigured and and looked back and and maybe it's those mistakes that have driven me forward. I certainly know that my own money fear and and um you know, inability to be 100% profitable and and have that extra cash in the bank and, and profit in the profit account led me to becoming a profit first professional and, and wanting to help other people to avoid some of that emotion. So I think there is really power in the learning. Um, and so if we screw up, which we all do, it's just good to know that money is a renewable resource and we're going to do it better and different and stronger the next time around. Um, and thank you. Coming soon uh, to Profit First Nation will be an episode titled Mistakes I've Made with Money because being a business owner um, for over 20 years, oh boy, have I made a lot of mistakes. I've shared a few, but 
you know, I think maybe this is worthy of, of a whole episode dedicated to uh, mistakes I've made with money. And maybe Mike can join me on that one too, because we've all made mistakes. And it's just, you know, how quickly can you bounce back? How quickly can you recover? Because you can do it. Like nothing lasts forever. So, you know, don't expect once you figured it out that, um, you know, you are on easy street for the next 20 years in your business. It's it's an ebb and flow. It's a roller coaster. Being an entrepreneur is like a roller coaster. There's ups and downs, twists and turns, and sometimes you're even upside down. Right, Angie? Yeah, absolutely, Danielle. Okay, and now let's move on to number three. So number three for me goes back to talking to that third grade teacher again. It's it's not to be intimidated by the math factor. So so many people say, uh, you know, I'm not good with numbers. I don't understand numbers. I have to tell you that understanding financial reports is not terribly hard to figure out. And a business owner is a smart person. So I know that they can figure out the math factor piece of it. Um, it's only basic math skills. And I, I go to my kids again. I've got a 13-year-old son in the seventh grade. And, and as I was preparing to talk to you, Danielle, I said, so what are you studying now in math? You know, I wanted to see Um, because I don't help with his homework. And he pulls out his homework and it's like integers and rational numbers and absolute value. And I'm sure at some point I knew what absolute value meant, but I don't know it today. I'll tell you that it's not a part of my day-to-day life. And so what I do know is I know how to add, I know how to subtract, multiply, divide. Those are the things that I do every day. I work with percentages every day, so I have to understand percentages. But beyond percentages, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, that's all I really know. And that's all my clients really need to know to understand their financials and to be able to plan a better future for their business. Yeah. And you cannot be intimidated. You've got to look at your financial reporting. You have to really understand what your balance sheet means uh, when we're talking assets, liabilities, and equity. You know, even though your income statement is sort of a rear view mirror of last month, and there's typically nothing you can do about last month after you've closed the month and you're looking at Uh, your income statement, you know, it's really important to face the numbers, look at a comparison of of what you're doing versus the prior months year to date, what you're doing for last month versus that same month last year. But don't be intimidated and think that your financial reporting is just something that your bookkeeper or accountant does. And, um, you know, then they use it to uh, file your taxes. You really, really need to you know, be part of owning these financials and and looking at that and don't be intimidated by it. And, you know, if you don't understand, go to your bookkeeper and and or accountant and really ask them to explain it to you and ask them to, you know, pull out, hey, let's look at the balance sheet um, for September 2020 versus the balance sheet from September 2021. Explain to me the differences. Explain to me what you see here. Um, And then do the same thing on your income statements, you know, year to date through um, 2020, uh, January through September, 
And then, um, you know, again, for 2021, January through September, so that you're looking at, you know, a true apples to apples comparison. You could even look at the whole year last year, but you want to, you want it shown by month. And these kind of reports, I mean, you can slice and dice your financial information from a million different angles in QuickBooks and most of the other accounting platforms where you can literally see, you can pull your, your income statement to see what it looks like, you know, each month and year to date rolled up. All right. Number four. So number four is really digging into those financials. I believe that if we really, really want to be profitable, the devil's in the detail. So I love that in QuickBooks Online, I'm able to slice and dice and dissect what's going on in the business. And I think that um, when we have a general sense of what our numbers are, that's a great start. It is an absolute great place to start. And having those bank accounts set up is going to provide additional set of clarity and understanding the bank balance accounting concept. Um, but really extreme profitability is realized when we dig in and we dig deep and we figure out exactly what it is that might be a little bit of dead weight in our business and being able to cut back that, watching how margins change over time. And I'm just thinking about the things that are happening in our environment today. You know, so the world has been going through this dang pandemic and it has absolutely changed the face of small business. So what's happened, you know, for a lot of small business owners is that they've had to re-swizzle, reinvent themselves and figure out new and different ways of doing things. So if you're looking historically, it might not be a good comparison. We might have to add some forward um forecasting to our numbers to figure out what our correct profit first percentages are. Um, we might really need to dig into things. Right now, there's like this extreme inflation going on and there's a, there's a worker shortage, right? So people are not able to get the work done that they want to get done and, and hire people. And that being said, the result is that our costs from our vendors might be going up or we might be having to pay more to our employees and workers because there's such a demand in the marketplace. So if we are measuring, like, for instance, our margin, um, we need to be on top of that because this is a time where we might be needing to do more price increases and to make sure that we're maintaining our margins because our costs are probably going up. Exactly. And, you know, the devil in the details, too. You know, we talked about, like, pulling reporting this at the other but you can pull even more detailed reporting and I challenge you to do that. I mean, you should be looking at like the, the literally line item detail of your expenses at least on a biannual basis, at least twice a year. But, you know, I challenge you to do it quarterly too. And, you know, look at what you're charging your customers and look at, you know, who, who's the most profitable customer and really, you know, the devil is in the details get into it and, you know, how deep can you go in peeling back the layers 
to understanding your margin per customer and your um, your your expenses in all different categories. And again, you know, how do you adjust that? If everything is going up, then your prices need to follow the market too and go up or you will get left behind. All right, in our number five, we are at the end of the list. What's number five, Angie? Well, number five is just to get yourself a good people, good bookkeeper, a good bookkeeper. <laughs> and I'm not saying it just because I run a bookkeeping firm, but I'm also saying it because you just need someone if you are a person who's struggling to understand the financials and, and how come the profit and loss says, I have so much money and I have such great profit, but there's no money in my bank account. Like, why is that? If, if those are things that you're struggling to understand, a good bookkeeper or a good solid um, person that can explain financial statements to you is going to be able to help you understand those concepts and to really dig in. So I just, you know, I hear people say, or I hear you say, Danielle, like you have to have the heart of a teacher. And I, I think that's so true because as a small business owner, we've entered into this arena being an expert at something. And it's probably not accounting and bookkeeping and finance. So if that's not your superpower, then invest in somebody that's gonna teach you those basic concepts and help you understand the numbers so that you can do that devil in the details, deep dive into your financials and dig in to understand what everything is, is telling you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Angie. If you want to get in touch with Angie, um, she actually, her firm puts out an amazing newsletter. It's one of my favorites um, that I subscribe to amongst the Profit First Professionals. Sorry, you guys, some of you, I need to up your game to Angie's level here. But uh, check out Angie's company at Reconciled Solutions.net. Again, that's Reconciled Solutions.net. .net. And um, if anyone out there is a mental health practice owner, we are um, also putting out a very special bonus episode with Angie where we dive into some really cool advanced profit first strategies and thoughts around building a scalable and profitable uh, mental health practice. So check that out. If you would like to work with a profit-first professional bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, please go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you will be able to connect with a certified profit-first professional. And as always, um, we covered a lot of ground on this episode and we do put out visual recaps that give you the rundown and remind you of what uh, we talked about in the five steps and making a checklist for yourself. And you can get that at ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources there. Thank you so much, Angie, and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.